3: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasinocom No purchase necessary. Forward by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How can your service be so great my
2: Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home.
1: This week, I'm joined by Air Japes, Mapfoot Trading, and Pro Player Ranners as we discuss a new patch, a high-profile ban, a look back at Scream, a look forward to Road to the Final, a League Objective Politano review, and the huge dilemma around objectives i'm your host ben and you'll hear all that and more on this week's foot weekly podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons hello and welcome to week seven of the foot weekly podcast joining me this week we have two very much regular guests matt foot trading how are we doing i'm very good ben glad to be on for another week yeah and actually japes you went on last week but welcome back
0: thank you very much i'm glad to be back on the pod
1: good and we do have a a debutant for FIFA 20, but guess that maybe, have you been on twice, maybe, maybe definitely once before, we have Ranners. Hey, thanks for getting
2: me back on, it's always a pleasure.
1: When you came on last time, you were playing for Roma and you'd won the Gfinity Elite Series, which is very impressive. So this year, I think you were saying you're focusing more on studies, it's your final year of university, is that right?
2: Yeah, so I'm back in Ireland now, back studying in my final year. Um, so not focused as heavily on FIFA
1: and uh but are you planning to get back into the scene properly next year
2: yeah that's the plan
1: and uh it'll be great to have your gameplay insights but we're gonna start with some content stuff because matt may have to dash off so matt what, what have you got to do again see a man about a dog or something
3: uh yeah well i've got to pick my dog up from uh around my neighbors so yeah, you know it's rock and
1: roll lifestyle <laughs> good stuff and uh in terms of What we're going to discuss in this first half, I mentioned it being a sort of content market-based discussion. There's quite a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of content going on because we've just had Scream. Um, But then we also saw the new storyline objective, which is this essentially whole league objective.
3: Yeah, so we're getting this new um,
1: milestone
3: uh, objective, which is something that we've all been really, really hoping EA would utilise. So it's basically a sort of league-style objective system, in which everyone has to go and score three goals with each team in the uh, serie. A. So they've got to get one goal with each player um, in three separate rivals games. So it's it's quite a long-term, sort of grindable objective. There are sort of ways you can sort of lower the time on it you know if you wanted to try and find another opposition that's going to allow you to score 11 goals in a game with players from each of the different clubs and there's a way to per to potentially lower the the time grind on it but it's it's great because uh, I think it's Politano, is it? Is that his name? Um, he's very usable. He's in a position that, you know, you don't have too many good right wingers in, in Serie A, which is nice. It's now good that we've got a, re- a real option there. And yeah, it's that sort of like that grindable gameplay objective that we've been really asking for for a long time in Ultimate
1: Team. And I think one of the things that looks particularly good about this is the opportunity to upgrade the card, it seems, further down the line. It, it says in the text something like future yes, yeah. upgrade opportunity which I mean people for some reason thought that might I mean it's a live item I don't, I'm almost 100% sure that's not going to be the case it's more likely that it's a thing where if you use that player to complete other objectives you get a version of that card that is upgraded which would be really quite cool
3: yeah I think the i think the likelihood is that it'll be through another uh, mm. like season or gameplay objective uh, because you're la- you're being able to get the card in the first place through gameplay so i imagine it'll be a, a sort of an upgradable card through gameplay objectives but it's EA Sports, so you know there's always an opportunity potentially for them to throw in an sbc requiring this card to maybe upgrade it to an 88 or an 89 but mm. again time will tell on that front i think
1: and uh Japes, what are your what are your thoughts on this as an idea?
0: I think it's cool. I think <laughs> this is going to sound like sort of silly, but. My favorite part of this whole thing is that each time you complete one of the clubs where you get the three goals, you get the two rare gold players pack, which is like, I think it just <laughs> feels nice. Like everybody right, likes yeah. opening packs and those are like simple little packs to open. You get the players, like you could get a great player and it's untradeable and you can use them and that's like fun. So I, I really like the way all of this is set up.
1: Yeah. And runners knowing you as I do, I don't think you're going to be that bothered about this.
2: Actually, because oh, I'm, really? not, I'm not as <laughs> paid to win this year. <laughs> that uh, that right wing looks really nice um, and I'm oh actually going to be doing well, what I was actually
1: going to say on this is that I did him as soon as the objective dropped on Friday and there's no win requirement it's just scoring in three games with a player from each club in the Syria. A so what I did was put 11 players one from each team in my squad play three rivals games score with each of those players in every game and then the final nine teams I completed by putting another nine players in from those teams playing another three games scoring a goal with each player in each game and it took me just two hours six games technically seven one the guy quit basically because so many people are happy to be gifted a win and there's no win requirement on these objectives it means that it's pretty straightforward to collude with your opponent basically and complete them and Four out of the six games I played, the opponent was also doing them. So both of us scored our goals, didn't matter who won. Now, it sounds a bit cynical to do it like that, but I mean, ultimately, that's what a lot of other people were doing. And I was interested to try the card because I wanted to review it on the pod. But the thing is, if that is a possibility that you can do it so quickly, it clearly wasn't the intention of this objective. I don't know about you, Matt, but I'm I'm almost certain that they're going to change it for next time because to me, that just doesn't seem like how it should work.
3: Yeah, I think... I think they've tried to put it in rivals to try and get away from that sort of like match fixing, if you want to call it that. Because you know we we know people do it in friendlies. We like to think of rivals as a bit more of a competitive mode. So I think they were trying to think that because it's in rivals, people won't do it. But I think whenever there's a good card like this, regardless of you know what objectives they put out, you know we're 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 smart people here, the uh, the FIFA community. So I think we'll they'll try and find workarounds and and ways to sort of defeat the system if you will. I don't really apart from saying, you know, you're only allowed to use one player from that league in the team. I can't really I can't really see a way in which they're going to really make us strictly play sort of 60 games as it were to uh to get this uh, this one objective
1: card. Yeah, and this is actually a question that um, a few people have asked us about this uh this week is, you know, in light of people what I guess some people would call smurfing or tanking to move down divisions to complete objectives, and the fact that you could collude, basically, in order to complete um, objectives. What is EA's potential solution to this problem? Because it seems like whatever they do, people are obviously going to always go for the most direct route there. Mm. And with something like this objective, where it's meant to be like a, what would you call it, like a long-term grindable thing, essentially becomes something you can do in an evening quite easily i don't know james do you have any sort of solutions to the sort of objectives dilemma that's going on? uh
0: no yeah i know <laughs> i mean the only the only the only solution to this is to put it on like world-class squad battles or legendary squad battles so that you know the ai is at least going to try to play a proper game where you can't really collude against the ai that way that said like it just becomes a tedious grind for people then, which isn't necessarily a bad mm. thing. Um, but it, you know, a lot of people don't find squad battles that fun. So yeah, I, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. really the only way, though, to prevent this, because otherwise, mm. you're going to just, you know, people are always going to look for shortcuts, and mm. it's too simple to have this as a shortcut for for at least this type of objective.
1: So, so let's kind of run through the options for what people are thinking. They should do so the first thing that people say is let's not have a win requirement to win a game in rivals because then obviously you know that means that there's not the pressure to win the game and it's really difficult to win games when you've got a worsened team against players who aren't trying to do the objective so have a much better team and it ends up with people tanking in order to make it easier for themselves but then of course if the win requirement is taken out that's when people start to fix it because some of the people i played were quite happy for them to take the win and for me to get my 11 goals with my team as long as they got that win. So there isn't really another solution there because it's kind of a bit of a catch 22. Um, and if you take it out of rivals, then there's no competition at all because everyone's just trying to find a way of completing it. So they're going to do that in that other mode where everyone's doing it rather than just some people. If you put it into another mode as well with a win requirement, some people have suggested putting it into friendlies, let's say, and you have to win to complete the objective. Runners, for you, this is going to make it super easy, right? <laughs> because anyone you play in friendlies is going to be almost certainly way worse than you.
2: You really are just caught because everybody just wants to complete the objective more than they care about their skill rating and rivals or whatever.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, some people say maybe the solution is to make rivals rewards much better so people don't want to drop their skill rating. But something I've seen suggested, I don't know whether you thought about this before japes uh, having it tied to foot champs points i think which would mean that obviously you get a lot more foot champs points in higher divisions so if you're trying to complete it in a higher division where theoretically it's much harder to complete that would potentially be a solution because you could say you have to earn x number of foot champs points in order to complete say say using a full a team or or using a player from each of the clubs would that potentially work matt i don't know i don't know potentially i think
3: i don't know whether there's a way of doing this but maybe like a form of like gameplay currency if that makes sense so like um not coins obviously but maybe like well i think what you're
0: suggesting is basically taking the rivals points that you earn and allowing you rather than like rewards allowing you to purchase an objective player or a rivals player from Mm. the store or something like that right
3: yeah effectively
0: so Imagine imagine this right you're kind of ignoring the Syria players or perhaps maybe maybe it's not maybe you have to have a team of 11 Syria players and earn I don't I can't remember how easy it is to earn rivals points but say like 3000 rivals points just for an arbitrary number and if you earn the 3000 rivals points you have the option to select like a storyline Syria player. Yeah, I mean, that
1: kind of works, I guess. Well, I I guess it doesn't solve the tanking problem. If it's it's Rivals points, it doesn't solve the tanking problem, I guess, because if you get the same number of points in each division, then people will want to go down in order to gain points quicker. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, the tanking thing is always... It's just always going to be a thing, right? Like, there's no... When you're tying rewards to things that are gameplay-oriented, like, it's just always... People are always going to tank to try to make it easier, mm. and so I think that's where I, I don't know. I think I, I, um, is there like a more of a penalty for being relegated in the sense that like. You, yeah, some, your rewards are real? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is.
1: Some people are saying you, you could have kind of minimum skill rating that you could drop down to. So say once you'd reached Division 3, you couldn't drop below Division 5, for example, which I actually don't think is a terrible idea. Like That would stop people mm. properly tanking down. But it would also be an issue if, for example, you decided to stop playing now and then started again during Team of the Year because your team would be way well, behind the curve. I think
0: the, but, the way to stop tanking... The like easiest way is for EA to create some sort of algorithm or something that monitors people's gameplay so that it, if they are doing the thing where they just go into a match a goal on themselves and back out and it recognizes that this happens like three times in a row and too quick of like a time, it freezes mm. your elo or something like that. Right. Or like freezes your ranking. So then people wouldn't be incentivized because they would or you get like locked out of rivals. Right. For a matter of 24 hours or whatever. So it would be if you want to relegate and drop down, (laughs) you can. It's just going to be a massively long process to do it.
3: I think the key is the biggest thing that EA can do. And they have done slightly with this this serial milestone is tweaking the objectives more so it's not so much geared towards winning games but more so towards the length of time it would take via gameplay so like this Serie a objective it's slightly flawed because you can just put 11 players from the Serie A from different teams into a team you mm. find someone to match up against and you can get 11 goals for 11 different teams done in one game I think if they want to combat this a little bit more don't have the wins because you won't have people tanking their their skill rating and relegating themselves. But I think maybe mess around with the the requirements for the, for the games or for the teams that you can use so that it forces people to play more games over an extended period well, of time. Well, that's what so the icon swap was, right? It's a, it's a good idea with this, taking the wins out. But I think you've got to... If you really want it to be a grind, you have to get those sort of squad requirements right as well so people are forced to, you know just only score one goal per game, for example, and actually play the sixty games as intended.
1: I can't think off the top of my head, but you're right, that surely there is some way of making it so that you wouldn't be able to put eleven players in the squad to, to do the objective mm. in one go. Like you could try and do something, I'm try, struggling to think what you could actually do to limit it so that players could only complete one objective at a time, basically, is that kind mm. of Maybe what just you're like a
3: about? like a maximum number of clubs? Requirement, just something like that, just to stop people just putting 11 different clubs in. You know, if you just had, like, I don't know, like a a max four clubs requirement per squad, that might sort of force people into, you know, taking a bit more time with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. So I guess we haven't come up with a solution, but we've come up with a a few different options that potentially might work. Also,
0: like, does it really matter? Like, this, this Palatano card is not like game breaking by any means. Yeah. Right. And for your super casual player that uh, has the opportunity to get this card like they're gonna feel really good about getting this card into their team um and so but like for me like he's not gonna be in my foot champion side like i don't think i'm gonna actually complete the objective i just don't know when i would use him like if i if i do it it's gonna be for those gold pack like those two player packs which i find quite compelling because you just don't know what you can get and i like opening those packs so like if i do it it's going to be with those in mind, but even then, I still think it's like, it feels like enough of a grind for me that I mm. don't know, it, it, like, he's not he's not a sexy enough card or player for me. Maybe if it was the Bundesliga or, depend, you know, a, a card that I thought, hmm, this guy might be able to fit into my team long term, I'm going to go for it. My only reason for even looking at him right now is the strong link to Scream Insignia, but... Even so, he plays the same position as Messi, and I just don't see Messi leaving the
2: squad.
1: Rannis, what are your thoughts on this card, just looking at him?
2: Yeah, I really like him. Um, the thing is, uh, I've got, I haven't got, I have had Messi in a couple of weeks, so that's not an issue for me. Um, so I really need a right winger, and it frees up a lot of coins for like, the rest of my team. But mm. uh, it's the stamina that really stands out. That's why I really want this card, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good point, actually. He does have 91 stamina. That so
2: is quite nice. And he's left-footed, which is not a plus for me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's he's an interesting one. So I, I did it basically, as I said, really to see what he was like for the pod. I wasn't really that keen to have him in my squad, but I knew I could fit him into my weekend league team fairly straightforwardly, I guess. It wasn't too hard. It meant taking out Osman Dembele. What I'd say is... He's definitely very good like he's he's an eighty seven rated card of course he's got the stat you know decent stats he's four star four star and he's left footed as you said he's quite small, which isn't terrible on the wing, and there are lots of very good small players this year. His shooting seems pretty decent. I tried him with both engine and sniper, and his finishing felt really good with sniper, but he didn't feel good enough at finishing quite when I had him on engine and I felt like he needed a bit of a pace boost, Weirdly, you know using a player who has about 90 pace, this sounds greedy, but I feel like you need to be pushing it towards the, the high 90s when you have a wide player. And with Engine, he did feel really good and his passing feels amazing. And that stamina, as you say, I think makes him a card that's worth using. If he's a player, you can kind of link. And if if you can manage to do it in two hours, three hours, then maybe it is worth it. I wouldn't want to fully grind for as long as... The objective wants you to if that makes sense to do it i'm not sure he's worth it but as Jape said opening all those two player packs was pretty fun i don't think they're all two rare players some of them are just two player packs but obviously completing it and then just opening 20 at once you know you feel like castro and you feel like Castro. <laughs> it's not hilarious. a bad card it's decent like i wouldn't put people off but even despite completing him i'd probably still have them belly in the team thing about Dembele is that you kind of need to sub him out if you're playing him out wide because you get you know he has quite low stamina so that's the advantage Politano has Ace of a Tortoise actually asked about Politano and also the other storyline players have any of you used the players that you get for reaching level 30 have any of you reached level 30 actually
3: I'm I'm just about to I've got about about 5,000 xp to go Mm -hmm. and I'm still undecided Um, it's between Taliso and Zaha Mm but the thing is, I was I was very set on going with uh, going with Talisa, you know, French centre mid. He's a good player for for linking different squads together. But then I saw the the new objectives come out that you can achieve to to get. I think it was a forty five k pack as well as some other packs as well. Mm. I think one of the objectives, yeah, there's a the season objectives little. Um, what is it? What's what's this? group called it's like elite objectives. yeah i can't remember what did they call
1: them storyline objectives even i don't know it was like an elite storyline or something so. like that yeah,
3: yeah yeah something like that but um you have to use these storyline players to um complete certain objectives i think it was like was it assists goals scored mm. um things like that and you get some very very good packs back for it as well as xp which i thought was kind of funny because you don't need it <laughs> have all the xp yeah so yeah that kind of made me sway a little bit more towards zaha being sort of that offensive player if you will but
1: we'll see mm. i might flip a coin that's interesting I, I i think from my perspective i haven't got to level 30 and i probably won't because i haven't really tried to complete objectives I'm apart you, from when i really really <laughs> I, need to yeah I, I
0: just like if i've if i've completed them by chance that's great but like <laughs> yeah. i haven't gone out of my like i i never go into the featured objective like or the you know in the foot central thing and go into the objectives and i'm like okay what do i need to do to get like yeah I, yeah 2,000 XP or whatever today. It's more like, oh, if it pops up with a little red dot that says I've completed one, I'm like, cool, let's go see what I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And how far did you get just kind of not completing objectives?
0: Um, I can tell you because I am loaded in. I got to level 25.
1: Uh, that's exactly what I'm on, so that's clearly what the kind of level people reach. Randers, have, have you got to that point? Yeah, you get well, to level I'm
2: only on 22. So oh, that's... wow. Yeah. Absolute noob. Look at yeah. this. See, I I don't even... I don't know. I've zero squad battles games played. I've like <laughs> 50 rivals games played. I don't have a lot of games played this year, so that's not
1: healthy. Focusing on his studies. Mm. You know, fair enough. If I was choosing between the three cards, that Vasquez looks kind of interesting because he's actually got quite good defensive stats or relatively good and he's got really high stamina. But the problem is he's got low defensive work rate, so he wouldn't really be great as a wide midfielder in a sort of three, you know, for a three at the back or something like that. And then you're choosing between Tolisso maybe and then Zaha. And to be honest, especially if you don't have a Premier League team, I'd probably just go for Zaha because if there are objectives requiring first owner goals and things like that from Premier League, which there probably will be, I'd just go for Zaha because he's going to be the guy to do that for you. Um, But if you've already got good first owner Premier League players, untradeable, then, you know, no point. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear people's thoughts. You know, tweet at Foot Weekly Pod. If you've used these players and and uh, and because people are really interested to know who they should pick up, um, I've heard really good things so far about Zaha, but Tolisso too. So it is really a toss up. It's probably going to be down to your sort of individual situation who you pick up. Let's move on to actually what's going on in the future. Uh, we we've, because we've seen Ultimate Scream now come and go. I, mean, I like to do some scores on the doors for EA promos. Totally doesn't really mean anything. But uh, if you had to rate this promo out of ten, Matt, how how would you rate it?
3: I'd say a good. 8.75 out of 10. I huh, think it's strong, been
1: a very, rating. very strong promo. And uh, Jake, what about you?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I give it, you know, maybe a nine. It's it's a drastic improvement over previous year's Screams, and um, mm. they've set the bar really high for future promos, which I, which is great. You know, that's that's exactly what you want. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's even a touch, or a nice touch with the badges and the kits and the TIFOs and all of that sort of stuff to be able to do it. Like I did the little ghost one, yesterday because i was like damn that's that's an adorable little ghost so um but it's kind of (laughs) fun to have like the you know the the badge stadium theme and, and tifo all together and will i use it for that long no but i you know i paid like a couple k for what's something that's going to make my squad feel a little bit more unique to me for the time being and so i think even the little touches like that as well as like all of the sbcs and everything else along with it has been fantastic and i like the way they approached the cards this year and there are some really really usable fun cards that have been released as part of this promo that i likely will stay in my team for quite a while so i like all in all i, I just think they did a wonderful job
1: and uh Rannis, your thoughts
2: I'm actually. I'm only gonna give it an eight out of ten. I'm kind of salty oh, that brutal. they actually changed the, the like type of promo it is. Um, I felt <laughs> like it was actually different to every other promo because it wasn't just boosted stats. It was actually specific boosted stats to ninety and everything else kind of stayed the same. Just gave like players a completely different feel, which mm. is what I really liked about it. But it's still a lot of great cards. You know, it's a good promo, but it kind of just feels like every other promo. now would just play as a boosted yeah. stats.
1: The one thing I would say is, though, that they did boost stats in a way that, in a kind of supernatural for FIFA way, because, you know, they gave like Firmino ridiculous oh, defending Firmino boost, which I guess. Is so good. Yeah, which is really, yeah, you've been using him actually. Yes, I, like him? I absolutely,
0: j'adore yeah. Bobby's scream card in the midfield.
1: And you're playing him in, yeah, you're playing him as one of two midfielders, yes, right? Yes,
0: he had box to box. I haven't used a card that's felt that good.
1: Is he kind of a mini Khalid?
0: Yes. Yes. I, you know, I haven't used Hullet in that sort of role or Mm. used him at all this year, but he is, he's just, he feels like he's everywhere, which is, which is really, really fun. And he's got great tools going forward, and with the Shadow Cab, he's a pretty sure tackler, and his interceptions are solid. So, I it's just a, just a really, really fun card. Obviously, the Brazilian links too, and links to Van Dyke also, like, really, really nice.
2: Who do you um, partner him with, Dave?
0: Uh, he's with uh, one-to-watch Frankie de Jong at the moment. So, medium-high mm-hmm. work rate with a player that's got uh, plus 90 interceptions with Shadow as well.
1: Nice. Yeah, that does sound a really good combo. Yeah, so, I think, I would give it a 9. I think one of the things that I really like about it we are just saying is the way that they've boosted certain stats beyond what they normally would to make the cards a little bit more interesting more unique you're not going to see anything like it well actually I say you're not going to see anything like it for the rest of the year that's not true but you're certainly not going to see these kind of stat boosts in Team of the Week or these kind of areas boosted in a Team of the Week card or a special card of, of other types or the more regular types Matt have they set the bar too high? That's always that's mm. always
3: a a valid point you know they've, they have done a good job mm. um, so I think if if there's Anything that doesn't sort of match or exceed the uh, the Ultimate Scream expectations from the promo, I think people are always very quick to sort of jump on top of it. Mm. You've obviously got potential Road to the Final promotion, which I know we're going to get onto in a, in oh, a little yeah. while. Upcoming soon, you know, maybe Black Friday they do something, and then obviously Futmus after that. So mm. it's, a, it's a good upcoming period for Ultimate Team. There's loads of... Load of different things they can do with these these promos, but yeah, they've got to they've got to deliver. They've set the bar very high, as you say.
1: Yeah, and let's go into uh, Road to the Final now. For those who aren't aware, Road to the Final is a promotion which comes out potentially this Friday, right?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it was around early November last year, mm. as we were getting towards the the back end of the group stages of the of the Champions League they released obviously these these live cards which upgrade depending on how far the various teams get through the Champions League so i think i think we will we'll expect it in the next week or two
1: Mm. And what can we be looking out for in terms of the team, in terms of kind of how the pricing went last year? I think that there were some big longer-term rises on some of the yeah, cards absolutely. that so came out. Obviously, depending
3: on, on how far the teams get into the Champions League, will dictate sort of the, the longevity and the and the sizes mm. of the rise. Like I think, obviously, they won it last year. So I think, who is it? Was it Van Dijk and Fabinho, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So they obviously... Every single round, they got an upgrade. So I think at the end you had like a ninety-four or a ninety-five rated Virgil Van Dyke that mm. started before his. I think before he got a winter upgrade, he was only eighty-five or eighty-six rated. So mm. he started off very, very low and ended to be a really, really good card. So obviously, from an investing perspective, there's some very, very nice potential uh, potential cards in here.
1: And I mean, the great thing about this promo for those who aren't familiar with it is that unlike One to Watch, the player it's, themselves doesn't even have to play in order to get an mm. upgrade, which is really good. So it's all tied to the, the team's results and they get an upgrade for basically... Uh, it's a little. It was a little complicated last year in that some of the rounds. It was like they got an up- upgrade after the first leg, even so.
0: Yeah, like first. leg. You need win. to look
1: into the the notes that come out with the promo to see how it works.
0: It's fun for traders, I think, because it adds like a super dynamic, another dynamic card that you that brings in the world of real football to something that's relevant in game. But like as a whole, it takes a long time for those cards to be really. Um, you know kind of reached their potential or where their the market sort of prices them to begin with. So I yeah, yeah. I bought into the hype last year and this year I'm going to, you know, keep a mm. uh watchful eye but doubt I'll doubt I'll really jump in.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I think I think the key is I think when they first came out obviously everyone's sort of talking about what cards could be at the end of the year. So people are saying oh we're going to get like a a 92 Alex Tellez like mm. Porto they're going to go all the way like they show all these potential cars that we could get and that sort of bumps the price up a lot because people are saying well he's he's only 85 rated at the moment or 86 yeah I'll rated, just buy him right? now and he'll just keep going up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like... and then obviously you know porto get knocked out in the you know the first knockout round and he doesn't actually get that 92 rating that everyone was talking about so mm. you do have to be careful when buying absolutely there's going to be a lot of hype around these cards about the potential mm. um, we have to understand that not every single card or team in this case will actually reach that that top potential.
1: Yeah. From what I remember, there was quite a lot of hype initially and it was a new promo. And then the prices really dipped of some of these players Mm -hmm. and you could pick them up for what seemed like nothing compared to where they started to go. Even the ones that only just got through the group stages went up quite a bit by the time, those rounds came in january time you know because it's quite a big sort of break isn't there between the two stages of the champions league so that's something to look out for but yeah it's, it's a good promo i'm looking forward to seeing you know which cars become usable after that initial upgrade they get when they come out but also beyond that um as the year goes by well matt i think it is time for you to head off as we're going into the break uh thank you very much for joining us again
3: uh, thanks, man. Really, really enjoy coming on every week or most weeks in this case.
1: And uh, where can people get even more insight on uh, on trading and uh, and perhaps catch you in a stream? Yeah,
3: just very simply, Matt Fut Trading uh, on Twitter and on Twitch. We we stream most days throughout the week, sort of half past four going through to about half past six pm UK. Just doing a bit of trading, uh, looking at all the, the new content that comes out, how we can invest and,
1: and make good coins. Great. Well, thanks very much again and as Matt heads off to see a man about a dog. It's an opportunity for me to do what is now probably a very familiar plug for the patron, which really does keep this podcast going. Generally, I'll mention something about how over a month there's double the amount of podcasts available to patrons, including the Extra Time podcast, which has an excellent tip from runners. But what I wanted to mention this week is that even on the first tier, that's $3, there's actually a goal and squad of the month competition. And the change for FIFA 20 is that the best goal and the best squad will win 2,200. FIFA points each so if you're interested in entering that plus getting all that bonus podcast content without ads and early as well almost a day early for I mean I'd say the very reasonable price of three dollars a month then become a patron support the pod by heading over to bit.ly morepod more pod and there'll be a link to the extra time podcast in the description of this pod right let's get back into the second half hello and welcome back to part two runners uh, it's not your first foot weekly break but how, how did you find that
2: yeah it's pretty good man it's a little better than last time um, but mm, yeah, yeah really uh, I missed it you know and uh, jokes
1: um we tend to avoid these kind of things on the podcast it's um it's after all it's kind of like FIFA politics in a way but there's been uh, kind of high-profile disciplinary action, I guess, in the world of competitive esports. And we do have someone in yourself who's been a commentator, of course, on the EMLS and ran as being a pro player as well. So let's talk about the, the Kurt thing then. He uh, was banned by EA Sports competitive for this entire year, I believe, because he was on his final warning and on his stream, he um, said some quite inappropriate things about EA and told an EA employee... Fu, basically. I'm going to assume, James, you probably take pretty dim view of this.
0: Look, I have no, like, on a personal level, like, Kurt seems like a nice guy every time that I've interacted with him. I just, as a, you know, older dude in the community, I find it sort of shocking that he, after having been warned multiple times previously... Uh, I took the actions that he took on his screen. I understand that he's, you know, playing up a a, a persona or playing up for the camera in some ways. But like uh, your actions and I'm all for the freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want to say. But Mm. like if I were to roll in to my place of work and start telling people to F off or um, saying something like lewd or out of place, like, I would not be, blah, or, I don't know, I wouldn't be, I don't want to say dumb enough, but I would expect there to be consequences for what I would say. Like, there are there are mm. places where you you keep your mouth shut or you position something a different way or you frame it up a different way. So for me, yes, like, the other YouTubers, there are other people that say, like, F this game, screw this game. Right. We all get frustrated uh, when things don't go our way sometimes. And what to me is like different and needs to be pointed out that, yeah, you know, because there's a lot of this floating around, like we'll ban all the game chamber changers. Those guys to me looks like and this is just my opinion looking from outside looking in here, because I obviously I'm not super involved in streaming anymore. Um, I have no affiliation with EA. To me, those guys are like venting frustration. They're not targeting and saying, like, they're saying, "Oh, this game," right? They're not saying, "F this employee spitting on the scarf," right? And doing all of this stuff that is very targeted, seeming, and in your face versus expressing general frustration, right? It, it's it, to mm. me, it's just a, it's a different thing, and it's just crazy that he seemingly didn't expect there to be consequences for those actions.
1: And he also didn't really apologize, is the other thing, um, in his sort of statement about it. Um, so it doesn't look great. And I, I know that there are quite a few pro players who seem to have some sympathy for him. And there's a strong argument from the pro community that EA doesn't treat the pros as professionals. And and that's, for me, a, a different argument. But Rana's, you know, are you sympathizing a little bit with Kurt and, and these these people who seem to be backing him?
2: So my kind of opinion is a little different. Mine's, like, you could see it coming. Like, you kind of knew mm. it was going to happen. He was going to get banned again with what he was doing. Um, I think it was a little petty that EA waited till he qualified for an event to ban him. But yeah, no, it was it, it was coming. It was. the, the mm. I feel most of the sympathy in the pro community is that whilst... Most pros wouldn't do that and wouldn't know the consequences. It's still never good to see a fellow pro banned and miss out on competition when they're mm. at the level that they are at. Somebody like Kurt is at, and that it is bad for the esports scene because it does mean viewership is definitely going to be lower, which uh, affects free esports in a whole lot of way. But you know, mm. it was it was going to happen. I don't think, yeah, really wrong to have banned him like it was going to happen. He was mm. really pushing it, so that's my opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you think it's justified, you just feel a bit of sympathy for Kurt as an individual, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, well, I think, he's, I think it's just... Brander's. I think you made a great point here. It's just, like, it's not fun, or it doesn't feel good for anybody involved, right? Like, it doesn't feel good for Kurt. It doesn't feel good for the competitive scene. Um, Just, like, all the way around, it feels like it's just not super positive for the community and so like that's that sucks right there's no there's no other way to say that other than like it just sort of sucks but it it also mm. like to me it's super justified.
1: Japes do you think that there is an element of to be quite cynical here Kurt thinking well even if my twitter bio is the best to ever do it I'm not the best to ever do it and actually FIFA esports is not A big money earner unless you're maybe the top couple of players am i better off just pursuing a content creation route with a following that i'm building by gaining a lot of publicity by being very negative
0: like i said i think he knows what he's doing when he plays up for the camera Mm. and he is he's now sort of portrayed him as like the uh leader of the revolution if you will right yeah the Um, the martyr and he's the yes he's fallen on his sword for the cause um, yeah. which you know, there are gonna be plenty of youngins in the community that are like, yeah, you know, or th- that just <laughs> lack or aren't looking at the forest; they're just looking at the trees. I th- it, the whole thing's just crazy to me. Like, people are screaming mm-hmm. about, well, EA shouldn't be focusing on banning players; they should be focusing on like fixing their game, right? Dude, mm-hmm. you don't like the game? Don't play the game. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, certainly there are ways to say, hey, the servers aren't great. Like, we'd really like some clarity and we'd like you to fix them. And I think that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And or those oh, oh, those messages yeah. are being sent across. But to say, like, here's this is I'll use the example with my company or like the company that I go in or any company that you could go into work for. Right. If I were mm-hmm. to say, well, it's not my fault for telling my boss to like F off because I. I don't like that they don't have good enough snacks in the kitchen you know or like for some for some reason that the company it's or the company itself isn't maybe performing as well as it could be and certain day-to-day things aren't getting fixed like does that mean that i didn't just tell my boss to f off and expect that it's fine because there's something else happening in the company that i don't like like come on dude
1: this idea that he's somehow leading a kind of cause against EA which will maybe because of his profile and because he's shouting a lot means that they'll change the game is just a complete fallacy and anyone who follows him because they think what he does is going to make any kind of change really is I mean it's complete myth I mean the people that make the changes are the ones that actually think about the game in, in terms of how it works and provide good feedback and are invited to testing sessions and things like that you, you know, if he was leading some kind of actual movement which involved, I don't know, a boycott or something that would actually make a difference, then fair enough for taking that stand. But he's not doing anything like
0: that. Yeah, if he's on his stream saying, you know what, I am so sick of the servers and some of the gameplay mm. here being called like eSports ready. To take like a stand and ask them to fix it, I here's what we can do. Or here's what i am going to do to do my part right Mm. just you know throwing a tantrum like i said playing up for the camera which uh, this will be a cynical look but there are a lot of very very popular fifa personalities that play up for the camera and that is totally fine that is your influencer persona right
2: Mm. but
0: you have to understand that depending on the persona that you take on there will be potential consequences for your actions. And that's as simple as yeah. like, here's here's an example going way back. And I don't think he'll care about me discussing this at all. Mike LaBelle used to go by Dirty Mike. Why do you think he dropped the Dirty Mike or the Dirty part and changed it to Mike LaBelle? Because he likely would not be getting as many brand deals or as expo- as much exposure and the chance to work with EA or work with other companies when like endorsing a guy named Dirty Mike is a lot harder than endorsing a guy named Mike LaBelle. So, Mm. you know, thinking that you can just do whatever you want without consequences is truly crazy to me.
1: Yeah. And of course he's likely going to double down on this because without the pro scene, you know, his main living is going to come from content creation. And that's been entirely built on this negative attitude Towards the game and towards EA, so that's just going to continue going forwards. I think the other thing around this that we want to discuss, which we're probably going to have to put into the extra time podcast now because there's so much that we've discussed around this Kurt issue, I want to get onto the patch because I know most listeners are more interested in the game than the pro scene. So we'll talk about the whole Discord dodging in the NA region in the Patron Extra Time podcast. So, randers let's get into this patch. It's been out for a week now. What is it that you've found most noticeable about the changes that have come through that?
2: Yeah, the the shooting nerf that just nobody asked for is breaking my heart. <laughs> do you do you think it makes a difference? I mean, it, Yeah, well it it does to at least players that had high-rated players taking a lot of like long-range finesse shots. Mm, that's been a good point. Incredibly yeah. nerfed in my opinion. I I don't know why that happened. I mean,
1: Well, so I'll tell you a bit about this because it's quite interesting. So there was a bit of a misconception on Twitter initially, especially, that this was a a shooting nerf as such. It's not quite kind of true, but what has happened is they've changed where the long shot stat takes effect. Because previously, basically the long shot, I think, wasn't actually impacting shots from just outside the area, which just seems mad, right? From my perspective anyway, I feel like a finish should at least be inside the area. What they seem to have done is made long shot stat more significant outside the area which means previously if you took a finesse shot with someone like marshall who has pretty good finishing or depending on the chem style obviously his, his shot was flying in but now because they've changed it up so that long shots have a bigger impact it means that actually you need your player it's, it's both fin- finishing and long shots it depends how far you are away it kind of changes depending on the distance so now you need long shots as well so that means that long shots or shots from outside the box, including finesse shots has been negatively impacted for some players, players who have high finishing, but low long shots. But now if you've got a player with good long shots, but low finishing, they're obviously going to be slightly better at taking shots from outside the box, which for me as someone who doesn't have, you know, all ridiculously high finishing players and, and has sort of lower finishing midfield players who might be taking long shots is probably going to actually make it easier for me to score long shots. If that makes sense it's one of those weird ones where it's it's a nerf in some ways but actually it makes sense to think a bit more about players in the midfield having long shots potentially that from my perspective I think is a positive but I think there were also some nerfs to shooting themselves as well so people might be finding it a little bit more difficult from I think again it was from a certain distance out to finish with a power shot but so what you're saying Randers is that your players were struggling to finish from outside the box with finesse shots so I guess if they're players with high finishing yeah, that, so. That would, that would make sense because that's been kind of nerfed.
2: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, and I did read through that patch, but I'm still talking about players like Eusebio who have 94 finishing and 91 long shots. So I don't know. And, and my main concern uh, was actually that if you actually read the patch on the set, it says this did not affect finesse or chip shots, um, mm. which just adds even more questions to why I'm feeling a difference. Um, so I'm not really sure
1: confusingly there were two different things because they kind of did the long Mm. shot adjustment and then they also did accuracy of power shot adjustment i know what you mean like i i felt like my finishing has been less consistent playing this weekend it's really hard to say isn't it you know japes have you been finding it have you in terms of the patch in general actually
0: yeah i i feel like i've been playing my best fifa all year (laughs) Um, (laughs) and my finishing is actually seemingly improved which is shocking that could be down to me getting in better positions though. But I, I've been, I guess in general, I'm like uber conscious of my player's body shape and position when deciding shot mm. selection. So I, um, I, I, don't know. I haven't, I haven't really found many issues. I've been scoring generally between like three and five goals. Uh, in most of my matches and, conceding uh, i suppose like one or less usually so yeah it's been a good and, and you
1: yeah what's that? sorry i interrupted you no, no sorry i was gonna say i was about to say your record but you're, yeah you yeah be i'm like, so.
0: 20 and one so far this weekend so for me that's like off to a great start i'm hoping i'll be able to finish the mm. games today and maybe keep some of that momentum going but obviously very nervous uh to do mm. that because usually i don't find myself yeah, in this predicament
1: and in future we won't have to get runners in to clickbait the verified uh yeah.
0: Thing, like the, <laughs> don't <laughs> don't, give, me pressure, don't uh, give me that pressure, man. <laughs>
1: well, I'm sure everyone will be keen because they can check your Twitter at AirJapes to find out how you did. But yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know. You, you have, you're taking up your time recording the podcast on a Sunday. So, you know, we'll see how much time you get to spend playing those last games. Because I guess that's, that's going to be the, the, the tricky thing, isn't it? The connection of those games, the whether, how, you know, if they're delayed. And there's so many factors, aren't there? Well,
0: and, yeah. I mean, the biggest factor is whether or not I can get an invite to that Discord. <laughs> 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 um,
1: but it's interesting you mentioned body position there. And that's one of the things that they're saying that they've nerfed essentially power shots, I think, particularly from. Kind of off position shot, you know, when when players aren't positioned correctly. So um, I guess that's another thing. Well, from what I understood about last year's game, one of the reasons why they felt time finishing seemed so overpowered was because the way that finishing was tuned, it wasn't good enough. Um, in that it allowed players to take on shots from inopportune angles, and the player would just kind of move their body and compensate and take the shot, which doesn't really reward players doing the right thing. So. I guess this is all hopefully feeding into that. But the one thing I would say, Rand, is I, I you know, I'm, I'm just completely um, spitballing here, but as someone who's extremely good at the game and, and was playing a lot of FIFA 19, these kind of small adjustments to shooting, because so much of, I guess, how you play is like muscle memory or kind of being aware of situations. I imagine like small changes could, I don't know, they probably make a, a pretty big difference. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah,
2: Specifically how I actually play. It's actually been the way I've played for a long time. It's like, I know exactly where to shoot from that will go in most times. So then when a new patch does come out, I actually get affected by it the most, I feel. Because um, mm. it takes me so long to click to not take a certain shot or maybe a certain move or whatever. Because like, mm. even coming into FIFA 20, I mean, I started 11 and 14. Something crazy. Mm. Even with like a really good team and etc playing on the beta playing on eliax or whatever i literally was struggling so bad now after a while i'm back at at a really high level but like it just does take me a well while to adjust so that's probably part of the issue and then oh
1: actually i was about to ask you a question you just aren't you you actually already answered this uh jc wilson if we changed formations or tactics since the patch and i guess you did change the four four two to the four two three one which yeah. makes sense um i think japes you actually went to the four four two, right? So
0: That's correct. I previous patches yeah. I'd been playing the three five two, but wasn't feeling like I was unlocking my full potential, if you will. So mm. I started playing around with the four two three one wide, the four one, four, one this week, and then um ultimately it landed on the four four two.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And are you still a, a high depth kind of man?
0: I don't it's it's my tactics are so balanced I don't think I actually touch any of the defensive defensive with their depth yeah I
1: returned to a more balanced setup this weekend with a few interesting tweaks which I might talk about next week and look likely to pick up my first elite of FIFA 20 so then I think we're ready to wrap up a reminder that a reminder that the foot weekly podcast extra time all the chat that didn't fit into this week's foot weekly regular podcast is available on the patreon All you have to do to keep the podcast going, to get all those bonus podcast episodes, double the amount of podcast content, is give just $3 a month through Patreon. Go to bit.ly/slash/morepod. And there's plenty of info, including myself on a video, which is quite strange uh, over there. So that's bit.ly/slash/morepod. Well, runners, thank you very much for joining us this week. We'll try and get you on a a little bit sooner next time. Maybe it's been, been too long.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's good being back as always, man. Thank you for having me.
1: And uh, where can people catch your streams?
2: Uh, just runners on Twitch. runners mm-hmm. everywhere.
1: R-A-N-N-D-R-Z. Oh, Easy. Runners everywhere. Yeah, thank you very much, Reinerz. Really appreciate it. And Japes, thanks again for joining us.
0: Absolutely. It's my pleasure as always. Pleasure
1: to have you. And people can check you out at AirJapes on Twitter, can't they?
0: That is correct. I've been tweeting up a storm lately. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have actually. Mainly, mainly about Shadow Cards. But uh, let's wrap it up then a huge thanks to both of you to matt and to foothead to all you listeners patrons and those icon patrons chris w gabe n martin m matt l anthony r dj fifa player dominic hunter b rob p martin m Stephen m dave b shane w Blomda, also ran paul alistair dan w alan m sam m savage p matt h roger d at Pace of a Tortoise, Andrew T, Legendary Fig, Jason BD, Pobius, Adam W, Neil M, Tenacious C, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Liam, Mohammed FC, Lee B, Stephen F, Craig M, Jimmy, Yannick H, and Andrew L. M. A huge, huge thanks for supporting the pod, and I'll catch you again next week.